Today, I'm excited to bring you a soft-spoken German fellow that just happens to be my co-founder in UpCoach, and the one thing he shares today can radically shift the engagement and completion of any cohort or group coaching program. The exercise he gets people to do at the beginning of his cohorts is simple and genius, so let's dive in. Welcome to the UpCoach podcast for modern coaches and creators with your host, Todd Herman. In 20 minutes or less, our goal is to share one big idea that will transform your coaching and your business. So let's get into today's episode. David Hensel, welcome to the UpCoach podcast. It's great to have you, my friend. Why don't we kick things off with just a little bit about who is it that you coach? So I'm coaching mainly entrepreneurs and people in leadership positions. My program is called Managing Happiness, where I help people to figure out their personal mission, vision, and values and their goals. It's basically applying business principles to your personal life. Before we get into what's the one thing that made one of the biggest shifts in your coaching, skill-wise, something that you implemented, why did you build that particular program? And what is it about that group that you wanted to kind of bring this to them? It's a little longer story. At some point in my life, I figured out, actually, my wife went through breast cancer. Knock on wood, she's doing great today, but this was a big wake-up moment for me. Mm. And I basically envisioned myself on my deathbed, looking back at my life, thinking, did I do what I was supposed to do? Did I have the impact that I want to have? Did I live the life that I personally consider a life well-lived? Mm -hmm. And back then, I was like highly focused on just like for-profit business and... I realized that I want to have more impact in the world. And this was a, a long road to figuring out what it really is that I want to do. And one thing that my wife and I figured out is applying business principles to our family life, which was when I came home from a meeting about the roles and responsibilities at Max CDN, my last business. And she, Emma had a full diaper, our daughter, and I pointed this out to my, to Yerda, my wife, and she got really upset because she thought I'm telling her to change her diaper, which was not my intention. And then my, the light bulb went up in my head said like, hey, we never talked about the roles and responsibilities in our personal lives. And the next morning we sat down and we spelled this out and this took away 80% of the friction we ever had in our relationship. Yeah. And then I thought like, hey, if this works so well, maybe we can take other elements of business and apply it to our personal lives. And this worked so well that I created a course around this for other entrepreneurs so they can do the same thing. And further down the line, I turned this into a course, not only for families, but for the leadership teams of my businesses so they can be on their personal A-game as well. Yeah. So this is going to be a, one of a, a bit of a different podcast episode than what others are because I do know you so well because we are partners in a company. In crime. Up coach. So I already do know some of the motivations. You're a bit of a different cat because you have an extraordinary business success story because you have been in SaaS and technology for a long time and built up very successful businesses that you sold. And then I know that you carry with you an extraordinary brand name. Like when I reached out to people and said, hey, I'm starting up coach with David Hensel. I had many people that I really respect that are in this kind of software world that said, wait, you and David are coming together? Like, that's amazing. Probably more on the David side than the Todd side. But, you know, you coming in and getting involved in coaching now and having so many high-level people that reach out to you as well, what was that big shift for you that made one of the biggest differences in the impact that you're out there making? One big impact was you 
because I initially had only an online course and I had a 7% completion rate of the course. And I thought like, holy cow, my course must really suck because of 100 people buying it, only 7% completed and gets the real value of it. It's actually a good or an okay completion rate for online courses. Some courses only have like 1% completion rate. And I really want to get this information into people's heads because this was not a money-making endeavor for me. I just want to really want to have impact in people's lives. And so I tried out cohort-based coaching and this worked so well. And to date, I have a 93% completion rate, basically completely flipped this on its head. Initially, I cobbled it together with a course software, email, WhatsApp, Google Sheets, and really cobbled together. And this was like taken a lot of my time to run these cohorts. It was like very lots of administrative work. And the original thing that I asked Mert, our other business partner, our CTO now, he, I'm business partners with him in another business. I asked him, like, hey man, I need a group habit tracker because I'm a big believer in habits. I think they determine pretty much everything in our lives. And I love positive peer pressure. You know, before you do the course alone, it doesn't really work that well. You bring people together in a cohort, works much better. And then I want to have tools that provide even more positive peer pressure. And a group habit tracker was like the first thing I couldn't find anywhere. And so we built this. Then we built more and more and more. And at some point I thought, hey, we actually built a really cool coaching software that other coaches could use as well. Back then I was only using it for my own purposes. And then I saw you post something that you're doing also like court-based group coaching. And you're the most well-known best coach that I've met back then. We didn't know each other that well. We just met at yeah. Eric Sue. Actually, Eric, thank you for putting us together at one of his dinners at Traffic and Conversion Summit. I don't know how many years ago. We're sitting next to each other and had a really good conversation. And then I thought like, hey, I want to show this to him because he's a rockstar coach and I'm not a coach by trade. And I sent you a little Loom video explaining what this does. And you responded with like, I want to invest in you, be a business partner. This solves 80% of my business problems. And now we've up coach. So for you, that shift and kind of break it down. I often say to people that coaching is really about only three things. It's about encouragement, accountability, and progress. If you can do those three things as a coach, you're going to have clients for the rest of your life. And so your big shift was stopping trying to rely on automation and that kind of course mentality and then turning it into an experience with basically applied peer pressure and accountability. And would you say that one of the things that's driving that success is that idea of tracking habits inside of a, a group format? Or is there something more to that entire success around your managing happiness program? I think, A, it's the peer pressure itself by being together in a court and committing to doing this. And when we come together once a week and I say, hey, I'm going to do my homework, I'm going to deliver on this. I do not want to be the one who's not doing this, especially if I have respect for the other people. And then all the other tools that we have, like the task tracker or the course or the smart documents where you can everybody can see everybody else's progress. So it's like it's transparent and it's, I think this transparency brings this extreme peer pressure and this is what really made the shift for me. See, that's what I love about this is like when you dig in a little bit deeper, you kind of get to like that nugget of gold. That idea of transparency kind of runs a little bit counter to how many people think of coaching in general. Because, you know, I started 26 years ago in 1997 when coaching wasn't even an industry or <laughs> a market or even a niche. 
there wasn't kind of group coaching that was going on. It was maybe one-on-one stuff. And so that idea that transparency is something that unlocks the success of a program would be a new idea for many people because most people think, okay, well, I'm going to run a group coaching program or a cohort thing and everyone's going to have their own documents that they can write in. But what you're saying is, is because of the way that you leverage what we have inside of like the UpCoach world, which is smart documents, which is basically a worksheet that you can create and then you can designate someone to have a private one or you can have a collaborative one that everyone gets to put into. You're saying that the collaborative idea, which empowers transparency, was was a huge unlock for people to get to that 93% completion rate. Yes, and also the, the peer learning that happens there when we share our homework. For example, yesterday I just had a cohort and we were at the point where we share our core values and our eulogy. And basically everybody read their own eulogy. And it's like learning from how people make decisions like you know for me it's defining mission vision and values and how people get to these points or getting inspired from their core values or how they have solved problems this this is super powerful i think this is i'm also in i'm an eo entrepreneurs organization and in lots of masterminds i do not want somebody to tell me you do this or you do that i want to come to my own conclusions and this works best from peer learning in eo they have the gestalt the idea of that you only share from experience and this I think it's like another really key thing that people get a lot out of this versus like sitting there and doing a course and thinking about these problems by yourself. But having other people that go through this process with you, the peer learning of this unparalleled. Well, David, we're only allowed to share one idea. You know, I'd like to get into the second one and get into talking about Gestalt. I'll have you back and we can talk about that one because that one is another really valuable idea to bring into the world of especially cohort or even just from the idea of coaching. So many people in coaching make the mistake of trying to be experts and posture that they're perfect on everything. And that's actually more of a new thing than it is an old thing. Back when, you know, I first started, no one tried to posture themselves as being able to coach someone on their entire life success as if they've been flawless at it. And sharing from a point of view of personal experience is a really powerful way of kind of taking off the weight of posturing and being an expert on all things. But you had shared though, that when you're hearing other people come to their own conclusions about their own eulogy, using that one as an example, I got to make a guess here that you're learning a lot more about the subtle nuances about the kind of human experience and it's turning you into a better coach. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what you've learned through this process that's helped you to become a better coach, like something about that experience of seeing other people share now in a public environment like that. I think this public sharing does not necessarily, I do not have to become a better coach or a better mentor because going back to the peer learning, you know, sometimes somebody shares like, hey, I'm I'm struggling with this. And then somebody else says like, hey, I had the same problem and I solved it that way. So I think it's not, necessarily about me. And this is also what I really like about what we're able to build with UpCoach and with the current Managing Happiness. My big vision is to turn this into the Toastmasters of personal development. So the idea is like, it's kind of like late, it's on tracks because, you know, first you watch the video and you do some exercises and then you meet. So the idea is after somebody went through the course, they just take like a very small facilitator course and then they can start their own cohort. Gotcha. So I'm not needed anymore. So I want to, like, I love scaling things. I always like to be in the background just 
orchestrating stuff. And so this is like a way for me to manage myself out of the process. So it's not that much about me. I just want to give the tools and the community and bring people together and give them the tools that they can unlock this themselves. So you had, let's say, 10 people shared their eulogy in this last coaching call that you had with everyone. Mm -hmm. What are some insights that you get about how people think about even writing their own eulogy just from listening to see how 10 different people wrote it? And maybe there's nothing that you learn out of it. I mean, personally, when I'm working with, you know, and I've coached thousands and thousands of people, it's always really interesting to see people's points of view. And then it opens up this amazing vessel of now I'm like, oh, now I can really understand and see how you're looking at things and how I can maybe help and shift that little viewpoint a bit so that you can get to where you ultimately want to go. The biggest takeaway from yesterday was that people who have a very clearly defined mission and vision write way better eulogies. Other people just like fumble around like, oh, I just want to have impact. I want to be a good person, X, Y, Z, but somebody has like a clear mission already defined. They write really rock star eulogies, like to the point of like what they want to accomplish. And this is also the goal of the, the managing happiness process that you kind of really define your definite purpose. Do you have an example of one that was written really well? And even if you just sort of spitball it just from your own memory, but like one that when you read it or when you saw it and when they presented it, whatever, you were like, wow, like that person, I can see them hitting that. So he wrote it from the perspective of his daughter. He also said like he was sitting in, in his office bawling and his wife came in. It's like, what's wrong with you? What's happening? He's like, oh no, it's fine. <laughs> and it was very interesting to see like from what happened in his childhood, like struggles that he had, that how this influenced what he's doing now, seeing what is connected to his purpose and how he's living this now and like working on the change in the world that he was lacking or that he was struggling with. I think that's a common thing. It's actually really beautiful. It's also amazing what he does, but I have to keep it somewhat confidential. So just to kind of start to land the plane for everybody, I've got to take away myself. I never thought of transparency necessarily at such an elevated level of being an important part of that cohort or group coaching experience. I mean, it's there and we always encourage people to be as transparent as they possibly can. But the fact that you're engineering the tools that people are using in promoting that transparency, what would be the one thing that you would encourage people that are coaches out there to do with regards to transparency or more accountability or more peer pressure? The key thing that really makes a giant difference if you want the group to connect in the beginning and open up is the lifeline exercise and Hush, hush, we're working on a lifeline block right now, so we can use these lifeline blocks inside of UpCoach. It's basically, you say, like, okay, I'm, I'm born in 1977, I'm 45 years old, and then you list three high points in your life and the ages that you were back then and three low points. And in the beginning, when we get together, everybody shares their lifeline story. And it's often really mind-blowing, like what people share, what they went through. And oh, wow. when people are so open and transparent, then... The first person starts and then there's like the reciprocity effect, you know, people just like go deeper. And then once they've been so vulnerable and they know these things about each other, then things really change. I've been doing this with my teams as well, finding out like crazy stuff of what people went through in their childhood. And once this is done, the team just like functions very differently because then you have like this really deep connection. Then the magic happens and it's a very simple 
exercise actually and allows people to open up. I love that exercise. The thing that makes it work from like a training or teaching perspective is the fact that you make it simple in that what are three high points and three low points. Instead of saying, map out everything that's happened in your life, you're saying, hey, three and three. I think that's beautiful. That's super smart because it's more accessible. I'm not going to get like blank page effect happening in my like my entire life, but three, that I can do. That's outstanding. And the fact that you anchor that right at the beginning of the program would also make sense as to why you have such an insanely high completion rate on that cohort program. I have courts in the beginning. I just like did the court and then I left them alone. It's like, okay, you guys can meet or not. I'm out because I, I want to launch new cohorts. And some courts have been meeting for like four or five years and they just meet on a monthly basis. Still the same people, wow. like a forum, almost like an EO forum and they continue meeting. And the one thing is also, I mean, I just want to highlight for the listener, I'm not going to say you're doing this out of the goodness of your heart thing because coaching isn't like a main business for you because you operate and have a umbrella of many, many companies, UpCoach being a priority right now. And you do this as a means of, well, honoring what is your mission and vision as well. And we talked about this at the very beginning of when we were starting UpCoach, you had just started getting into coaching and it became this extraordinarily passionate love that you had and it became a vehicle that you thought would be a way of you accomplishing what you have as a vision. I mean, it's been my world for 26 years. And so, you know, after building and growing and selling three different coaching and training businesses, I'm trying to build out a platform that <laughs> would have made my life a heck of a lot easier to make all those things happen. And, you know, it just so happens to work with many other coaches. But I still want to highlight that because you're trying to keep this managing happiness program as simple as possible. And I think it's that constraint that hasn't forced you into trying to complicate this program too much because you run a very simple cohort program, but it produces phenomenal results. You get a lot of people who come back for more every single time. And it's a great lesson for many other coaches because I think people tinker and they add more and they add more and add more. And they think by adding more, it adds more value. And that's not necessarily the case. Simplicity is the highest form of sophistication. Yeah. And for me, yeah, this is like, it's a passion project. It's my impact project. It's not the money-making endeavor actually for all the cohorts that I'm I'm doing, I'm personally doing. I do not charge. I ask people to donate at least $1,000 to a charity of their choice and then share it with the group. It's always super interesting where people donate to and why as well. It's also like a connecting factor. For me, it's, it's more about impact on this one. Well, David, thanks for coming on the UpCoach podcast. Thank you. And sharing what you feel is like that one thing that's transformed your coaching world and your coaching business. Any parting thoughts for the coaches or coaching businesses that are listening right now before we say goodbye? To stick with the one thing, like do cohort-based coaching, you can impact more people's lives. It's not that reliant on you. You can even make more money, make it more accessible because it's cheaper for people, but you make more money in the long run. Mm -hmm. and just like building communities and it's more about the human experience like everything is ai everything will be not human anymore so i think bringing people together is just a beautiful thing so core-based coaching and it's less weight on your shoulders yeah beautiful well thanks david i love that takeaway transparency everybody bringing people together and having a system to help make that easier only elevates the experience for everyone that's involved so thanks david thank you mr herman was a pleasure as always Thanks for listening to the UpCoach podcast with your host, Todd Herman. I hope you got a lot of value from today's episode. And if you haven't already, 
Subscribe to the podcast so you get notified when we drop our next episode every week. Just type in the Up Coach podcast in the search and click the subscribe button on your favorite listening platform. And a review, a little snar rating, wouldn't hurt. And finally, all the show notes, tips, links shared, and the transcript is over at upcoach.com slash podcast, where you can also get your free trial for our modern transformation platform, specifically built for coaches and creators that care. Now that's all for this episode. We'll see you next time. And of course, keep on coaching.